0: Hello and welcome to this edition of Henrico CTE Now. I'm Marianne McGee, joined as always by
1: Mike Roberts.
0: So Mike, we have been out and about in our last few episodes and we are super excited about where we are today because we're on location At the ACE Center at Virginia Randolph. And if you want to hear more about one of the most in-demand industries with the strongest hiring trends nationally, and certainly in the Richmond region, keep listening. But first, just a reminder, everybody, Henrico CTE is our social media handle. That means you can connect with us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, at that handle, Henrico CTE, for a deep dive of what's happening with Henrico School's career and technical education. As always, visit HenricoCTE.com. Mike, the Henrico CTE Now podcast is available on many platforms. Is that right?
1: Yes. um, It's available on all the major platforms. If you're listening to it now, you've already taken the time to look us up. But if you're telling your friend, uh, you can find us on all of the major um, podcast apps and the majority of the minor ones, adding them as I find them.
0: That is really awesome. Okay. Today, everybody, listeners, we're going to explore... One of our CTE programs that can trace its roots, everybody, to antiquity, really. The earliest examples of welding come from the Bronze Age. So that is estimated to be more than 2,000 years ago. Um, But here's the thing. What does modern welding look like? And what career paths are Henrico CTE students pursuing as welders, we are so excited to welcome Mr. Carlos Savory, welding instructor at the ACE Center at Virginia Randolph, and two of his stellar students, Alex and Kimar. Welcome, everybody. It's fantastic to be here the welding lab is really cool there if you're a gearhead the welding lab is really where you want to be because there's a lot of cool stuff in here
2: yeah it's well, pretty awesome
1: yeah i got a go-kart under construction here <laughs> and lots of uh workspaces for for setting up uh, welding projects it's pretty cool it and is and we're, we're working off of a big metal bench <laughs> a tool box, a tool table
0: it is exactly right it's um it's a lot of metal in here. I mean, that's like a dumb comment to make, it, but it is a lot of metal in here. It <laughs>
2: is. <that's, it's laughs> a lot. <laughs> but the, the most interesting thing, you, you mentioned the table. All of this stuff is student-made. So this table that we're sitting on right now, students made it. Those sawhorses over there, students make it. Um, the welding tables is actually weld on, all the students made it. So if we can make it, we'll do that. Cool.
0: Oh, my gosh. That is really, really neat. So part of your curriculum every year is to actually make really functional things absolutely. in your in your class absolutely okay that is super exciting mr Savory. i really want to kind of kick this off with you because listeners you have to understand how talented our cte instructors are we get great teachers to pass on their skill sets to our kids and mr Savory is is absolutely one of the best Tell us a little bit, if you will, about your own CTE path. Let's start there. When did the welding bug bite you? Did you take CTE classes in high school?
2: Well, um, I'm I'm a lot like these two students beside me. I um, got into it at 11th grade and I never looked back. Um, It was actually, uh, uh, I was in 10th grade and a football uh, player of mine, like like a teammate, he actually glamorized it for me, um, said, you know, you get all these jobs. You can work at the shipyard, make all this money. So I was like, I don't even know anything about welding. I just <laughs> sign me up. Let's go do it. And then, you know, I came first day, didn't know anything about it, fell in love with it. I had a natural tack for it. So wow. I look back. It's been 20 some years since. So <gasps> 20 yeah. some years. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Mr. Savory, you've worked in the industry, mm-hmm. right? Okay, and Mike, this is one of the cool things about our programs. We have so many teachers who are really just experts because they are industry produced.
1: Yeah, all of our ACE Center um, instructors are all coming from a work background. They've all been applying their trades and bringing it back and paying it back by instructing the students. So it's not just somebody who's you know, might have been trained. They actually did the work. They've been working and applying their skills out there in the workplace and out there in the world and bringing it back and passing that on to, to our students. And it, it's just awesome.
0: Wow, we are super delighted to be here. We're going to get Alex and Kemar to kind of hop into the conversation in a moment. But I do want to mention this. Welding is a is growing in popularity here, but it's really a fairly new program, is yes. that correct?
2: Yes, it's been here for three years. Three
0: years. I mean, Why was years. the timing right to jump into welding um, and offer this for a CTE offering, do you think?
2: Well, first off, uh, Virginia Randolph is a, a historic campus uh, for the trades in general. Um, this a center that's behind the visionary androff high school it is uh one of the first a center it used to be Technical, and i believe they had welding back then back in the 70s um so this was the perfect time to revamp it uh we actually got our charter i believe last year to become our own individual high school so now um you know we, we don't just pull from one high school we pull from the entire county so it was just the perfect space the perfect timing i mean and i, I when i heard about the position i jumped right on it so this is great
1: and with the demand in the marketplace i mean it it's it's a no-brainer it's something we had to do
2: absolutely absolutely
0: so i'm kind of curious about how the students um heard about it alex let me start with you how did you hear about the welding program and what attracted you to do it
3: i was sitting in uh I think it was 10th grade health class, and Savory was actually the one who came to our class to talk about the ACE Center with everybody, and he said that welding was a new program, and I didn't know anything about it. I had always wanted to do criminal justice, and then I decided that welding seemed pretty fun, so I just decided to go there instead.
0: All right, and, and we're going to talk about how, um, good thing Alex did that. Because, yeah, absolutely, uh, I would <laughs> agree. <laughs> She's been doing very well since this. Kimar, let me ask you, how about you, when did you, and how did you hear about welding?
4: It was sophomore year, and we had a field trip to come to the A centers and see what it was about. And I came here and saw all the flashing lights, and I was like, that's pretty cool. I think I want to do that.
0: (laughs) So it seems like welding has a visual hook. Like, once you see welding
1: in action, Mm -hmm. you know, it seems to be like um, (laughs) moss to a flame. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Moss to to a flame. Look, talking to all three of y'all, I want to ask just a, a question. Uh, I know uh, several welders, and all of them tell me the same thing: welding is an art. Would you agree with that statement? Definitely. Because they don't. De- when I describe it to them, they 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 stop me. They go, "No, no, 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 no. You don't understand. It's an art." <laughs> would you agree with that?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely. say so.
1: Now, why would you say that? What? What exactly? What makes it an art?
2: well um you know it's not something just like a textbook i can tell you how to weld or, or you can just go online and look at a youtube video mm-hmm. you really have to be in there you have to have the right muscle memory you're doing everything by hand so there's no mm-hmm. machine really you're operating at a certain speed how alex wells is different how from how kemar wells but they both produce excellent wells so it, it really encompasses visually looking at it um listening to how your machine's running uh muscle memory and you know all, all of the above, pretty much. So,
0: cool. so that is really neat. And I mean, the thing about it, too, is savory. Can I call you savory? The, every, Since the, I mean, the kids that, are calling you savory. That, that has like. been
2: the, the given nickname <laughs> now. So okay. I've, I've Cause many cause names <laughs> in my life. This is the first time people <laughs> uh, at mass have called me savory. So. As he's grinding his teeth.
0: Sweet and savory. All right, savory. Everybody
2: <laughs> says I should be the uh, the culinary arts teacher with that <laughs> name. So. I miss my calling.
4: Yeah,
0: you totally <laughs> should have been the culinary arts teacher. You could fix a stove. I mean, that's a good thing. They, they that's, really that's about get it. Get you in there for that. But you know, I think one of the interesting things is, I mean, even if you're not in carpentry, you've held a screwdriver before. You know, j- typically in your life. But for your welding students they have not been touching these kinds of tools, right? I mean, you're really talking about foundational learning. What are they learning? What kind of basics are they learning in here?
2: So um, they learn the basics of welding. Um, aside from that, uh, you know, these machines that, you know, nobody really gets to touch outside of welding, like most people don't have a $13,000 welding machine to operate on. Um, they'll work with normal hand tools, saws, grinders, Um, anything in that snap-on box and I teach them every tool before they start on it so they're learning a wide range of uh, different tools they can work with so they can carry that on to different trades. like I tell my students um, you're not just a welder wherever you go to work at you're a welder iron worker you're a welder pipe fitter so you're gonna need to know more than just welding to be successful in this trade
0: that is really interesting so Alex let me ask you when you were you were kind of attracted to the program. You got in here. Were you nervous at all starting to work with the tools? I'll ask you this too, Kimar, but what was it like to really start putting your hands on these tools?
3: Uh, we learned about it first, so I understood somewhat um, what not to do. So that kind of helped me not panic, in a sense.
0: So when you first really started to do your your first welds, you felt fairly comfortable with the the process of doing it.
3: I definitely felt comfortable, but I did not feel confident. (laughs) (laughs) That's a big difference. That just comes with practice. (laughs) That comes, that's
0: a big point. Kimar, how about you? When you first started to really handle these tools, what was it like?
4: Um, We definitely did go over safety first, and I learned about like all the things that could go wrong, especially with like the gas tanks, how it could just shoot off like a torpedo. And at first it was a bit scary. Like I couldn't even hold a grinder but now it's just like you get used to it after a while and know that it's not so bad as long as you know what you're doing.
0: So, Mr. Savory, that, I mean, that really is a good point. Mm-hmm. The, the The safety um, piece to this and the safety protocol is huge. Mm-hmm. You, you need students who are going to take that seriously, I imagine.
2: Absolutely. Everybody takes it seriously here at the aid center with all the trades. Um, safety is number one top priority, uh, especially in my lab. Uh, I like to think of this class is the most dangerous class in Horeco County because of all the different things that could go wrong, but they don't go wrong because I train them properly before we touch anything.
0: Wow. But that has to be, don't you think Mike, as a, as a, as a teacher, <laughs>
1: you yeah, have to, I mean <laughs> well, with all of our teachers and all of our trades, you know, students are going to get their, um, what's that, the OSHA a, 10, the OSHA 10 certification right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the first thing they're doing before they get out into the lab to do anything. Um, But you're right with the welding class there's it's more than just you know an issue with working with saws and grinders and stuff You've got the issue of the light produced from the act of welding That you've got to make sure that your eyes are protected and that that you're protected from the slag that's popping off of it So you don't have hot metal, you know on your arms and and Mm -hmm. getting into you know comb down your shirt and stuff. so you there's a lot more protective gear than probably any other class,
2: right? Yeah, absolutely. I would agree So,
0: Mr. Savory, let's talk a little bit about the structure of the of the program. This is a two year program, right? Can you talk a little bit about year one, year two? What are they learning um, and do they have a chance at the end to sit for any kind of credential?
2: Absolutely. It's how much time you guys got because I got a lot of time (laughs) to talk. keep going. Keep going. (laughs) All right. So their first year, they learn how to stick weld, how to mig weld, flux core weld. Um, They also learn how to use the oxy fuel torch, the plasma cutter. Um, they also learn that uh, they have to take a work readiness test, a lot of testing, a lot of book work the first year. Um, they also get their OSHA 10 card their first year. So a lot of the bulk of that is is uh, a lot of class work, uh, also a lot of lab work. The second year, I think these guys are, are, are very thankful, a lot more lab work. So the second year they do TIG. We go over a little bit of blueprints. Um, the second quarter is basically all certification tests. So they take the uh, d 11 3g which is a vertical Bend test where they actually weld up a coupon well a plate plate test and then they get coupons out of it And they bend it 180 degrees and anybody in the industry knows this is a pretty standard test So I get them prepped and ready uh, to carry that out there with them um, Aside from that uh, Some certifications or industry credentials. They get we do the AWS sense um, certification, so it's a uh, basically kind of like a curriculum Um, based on theory and practical um, specimens they have to make and at the end of that they get all they get a wallet card that says the different processes that they tested on and passed Um, and also it puts them on the national registry so let's say if Boeing is looking for a bunch of flux core welders they can reach out to AWS which is American Welding Society and say hey we need Fourteen thousand welders, right? And Kimar's name could be on that registry, and um, you know they could call him up. You know if Kymar is not busy working already, he can he might go over there, or right. if they give him a better offer. So that's uh the the three main ones are the OSHA ten card because they gotta have that. Um, that's kind of becoming one of the industry standards out there. Like when I was in the industry, I didn't have an OSHA ten card, um, but I'm finding out that if you want to go on a government job. Any scale jobs where they're paying $40, $60 an hour, you're going to need that OSHA 10 card. Um, And like I said, the AWS, and I teach them the D11 right now. But when I become a CWI, hopefully soon, they can actually leave here with that uh, certification as well. So So with these certifications,
1: these students are ready when they they graduate high school. They're ready to go. They've got everything they need to get out there and get started. Absolutely. Out in the workplace. Absolutely. So outside of that, um, once they do that, what are the how many other just touch on, on how many other certifications possible welding certifications are available for them out there they, with their because they're gonna get wherever they're working they probably have continuing training and education and they have the ability to get even more certifications than they're starting off with right here right
2: absolutely absolutely um I like to tell them that this is like the ABCs of welding right this is welding fundamentals you guys are actually gonna learn how to weld when you get out there on the job now luckily at Henrico which is great Um, Some of the industry actually can bring their work in so they can actually work on a real-life handrail or a Mm real-life pipe and actually send it back to the company and the company will use it. So they do get that work-based learning part right there. But when they go out, there's uh, numerous welding certifications that they can get through their company. Um, But like I said, that D11 is kind of like the basis entry level. Like, if you can do this, you can have a job here.
0: That is amazing. Kimar, so I wanted to ask you this. I saw you and I saw Alex at the the State Fair of Virginia. So you all were competing against students from all over Virginia, which was really just great to see. Fill in this blank for me. I'm going to get Alex to do the same thing. To be a good welder, you need to what? What comes to mind?
4: Um, you definitely need to follow directions and know what you're doing.
0: Alex, you fill in the blank for me. To be a good welder, you need to do what?
3: Well, in my opinion, there's a difference between knowing how to weld and being a welder. So you have to have good hand-eye coordination. You have to be consistent. You have to know what you're doing because if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to blow something up. Wow, blow something up!
0: See, when I don't know what I'm doing, I mean, sometimes I can like hit the backspace and like re- retype a, a sentence, but I've never been in fear of. of I like how she goes to up. the extremes on that one. Yeah, <laughs> you <can> blow something <laughs> <What>? up. <laughs> well, but you know, she, she's really making a good point. Yeah, I would imagine in 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 many situations, Mr. Savory, this is. I mean, the expertise of the welder is going to make the difference between something being passably good and something being safe and excellent.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, there's jobs for any range of welder. Um, you know, these two are, are exceptional students. Right. They, they're, they're top of the line. I'm pretty sure Kemar or Alice could, could make an airplane if they wanted to. But, you know, there are students that range up and down the scale. So, you know, whether you're, you know, working on an airplane or you're building trailers, you know, you can learn all those necessary skills in this lab and be able to get a job that fits your skill set.
0: I love, Mike, that the students really are able to work when they finish this class. Like, they are no foolin' ready for the industry.
1: Yeah, I mean, and with the demand out there, I mean, these are well-paying jobs that they're going to be starting off right off the bat. This isn't fifteen dollars an hour. Twenty. This is. This is. I'm sure much much higher. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: And I and I would imagine, Mr. Savory, that there are companies that are just delighted to hear that Henrico County Public Schools has a welding program are you hearing from local businesses or companies
2: i'm hearing that wherever i go um i'm more of a boots on the ground person so uh i like to wake up early on friday before i come here because i mean the students work so hard i gotta work harder for them so i'll wake up early 5:30, drive out to a company and actually knock on their door and say hey you know i'm the teacher for henrico county um you know are you guys interested in welders yada 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 and uh the surprising thing is i i they always say that I'm the only person that comes to meet them. I'm the only person that reaches out to them. So, I mean, that's great for the students of Enrico County because they kind of get first pickings. But a lot of a lot of places are interested, um, you know, for the reasons I mentioned earlier with the OSHA 10 card um, that we work with soft skills on them. Because a lot of the companies have not a problem with the quality of welders, but... The welders just don't show up on time. Right. They don't come to work. They're rude and inappropriate in front of customers. You can't have that, no right. matter how good of a welder you are. So, um, you know, we're training them good over here.
1: Well, that's where the workplace readiness skills comes into play. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're taking their
2: tests. Not these two. They passed already, but they're ta- the year ones are taking their tests at the end of this month.
0: Wow, well congratulations to them and and good luck, best of luck to them. Alex, I want to uh, toss this back to you because speaking of working, you had a really cool summer job. Uh, tell us a little bit about where you were working and what you were doing.
3: I was uh, working at Colonial Web in the metal fabrication shop. I was working with the pipe fitters to get the pipes ready for welding. I was tacking them while the pipe fitters were actually doing the measuring, the important stuff. <laughs>
0: Whoa. So when you kind of rolled into Colonial Web, did you were you just amazed at how quickly you could kind of jump in and, and really be a part of the team, be a part of the, the actual work that was getting produced?
3: Uh, the first day I came in, I wasn't even supposed to go to the fabrication shop that day. I was supposed to just be at the office building getting all my safety training done. But since I already had the OSHA 10, they let me just go straight to the shop. And I got there and they immediately put me on getting the pipes ready for shipment, getting them closed up so nothing can like hide out in there, getting the labels on there. And then like two weeks in, I believe, they let me put my shield on and go weld on some galvanized. I had never welded on galvanized, so I just went for it, hoped for the best. And then the week <laughs> next week, they put me on the tacking the pipes. Kimard, what kind
0: of magic wand job do you see in your future? If you could be out working anywhere with your welding skills... Do you have a sense of what you would want to be doing?
4: Um, I would definitely want to be in the shop, maybe doing some TIG, aluminum, or just steel, welding up pipe, because I know that pays a lot. Um, or just def- definitely in the, in the um, shop. The fabrication? Yeah.
0: So yeah. making that, that's very good. Alex, um, we've chatted before, and um, you've got kind of an, an interesting idea for your career path. Tell us about that. What, what's your kind of magic wand, if you could have any job?
3: I have around uh, three options that I'm thinking about. I might go back to Colonial Web once I graduate. I might join the military. But my main focus right now is going onto a cruise ship and welding so I can travel while also making some money because I've always wanted to travel, and I've always wanted to weld since I got into this class. I just love
2: that. That's yeah, that's cool. impressive. I, I just love that. <laughs> very just, specific. Very
3: specific. And you know
0: what, there, I, now I've heard of travel nurses. Mm-hmm. I didn't know there were travel welders, Mr. Savory, but it sounds like people hit the road and weld like nurses are called out.
2: So the interesting part about welding, you know, wherever you go, the machines don't really change. The processes don't really change. And a lot of the times, um, and I know for myself, I'm usually with my hood down 10 hours a day just welding up what I needed to weld up. And that's kind of the cool part about it, I mean, you could go anywhere in the world and weld. Um, when I was uh, moving up to Richmond as a young man, I moved up here and I got a lease for an apartment, didn't have a job, I just knew I wanted to live in Richmond, and within a week I had a welding job. So. That's how quick you can have it. I'm more of a small-scale guy. I'm from Williamsburg, so I didn't want to move too far from home. But, um, you know, if Alice wants to work on a cruise ship or any kind of ship as far as welding, um, definitely, you know, she can sort those things out and and find a possibility. I mean, uh, just a couple miles from here, we have a big, gigantic shipyard. And I'm sure they're looking for traveling welders and and all sorts of things. And, I mean, you know, the, the further you go out and the harder it is, the more money you'll definitely get. So...
1: Doesn't the, um, if a somebody decides to get into the union, does that make it easier for them in finding jobs, finding work versus, because I mean, some situations you could go work for a plant and be an employee at a particular place welding, mm-hmm. but you can also be in with the union and they will, and as work, people mm-hmm. come to them and say, we need a welders to do this. And then they can mm-hmm. contact you and you go to a job.
2: Yeah. I recently uh, went and actually met with the uh, Iron Working Union's Local 28 down in Chesterfield. And uh, they have a really good setup as far as uh, welders. But what I like to tell my students, yet again, you know, they they have welders that are iron workers. So mm-hmm. a lot of them will do, you know, rigging and steel erection, and they just might be the welder on that crew. Um, what I
0: think is so fascinating is that there's so many different places, to your point about uh, about welding, but then really hazardous, scary stuff. I mean you're on bridges welding, Mm -hmm. you're underwater welding, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? I mean, there are pretty exciting workplace environments to weld, am I right? (laughs) Definitely,
2: definitely, and like, you know, what you said with the union, they'll Mm -hmm. they'll send you anywhere. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And I mean, uh, as far as like being with the union and also the scary work environment, um, yes, you can uh, definitely make it a little bit easier to, to maybe funnel your way through, but like you said earlier, there's so many welding jobs out there. Um, like when I was coming up, it was, it was really hard to get, you know, a welding job. But right. now, they, they, they can't find enough people to weld. Right. Um, I was recently down in um, uh, Virginia Beach at a competition, and uh, the uh, main head of the AWS chapter down there he said that there are four hundred and sixty thousand welding positions that they're going to be needed over the next year. And just to kind of put a frame of reference right there, I believe I Google searched like the the number of the population in Harrico county i think it was like 300,000 so oh, if it was wow. every man <laughs> woman and goodness. child you know uh was a welder we still wouldn't have enough in america so Oh Little my three-year-olds run around with. A <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that what? would be It sounds like my, uh, my house with my five-year-old and my three-year-olds.
0: <laughs> what could, Mr. Avery's like, "What could go wrong?" <laughs> uh, a lot, actually. Yeah. Well, that is, fan- you know, talk about having that kind of hiring trend in front mm-hmm. of you, where you do not have to fear that you have an opportunity, and I, I think I heard you mention 40 to 60 bucks an hour in some of these mm. opportunities, like a legitimate, you know, earning a living, supporting yourself and supporting your family. I, I do want to ask this of the students, what's their favorite part about doing all that? I mean, we talk a lot about like career stuff, but but, it, but there's got to be something fun and satisfying
3: about welding. Alex, let me start with you. What's your favorite part about welding? Why do you like it? Oh, uh, well, when you think you put down a bad weld and then you lift up your hood and you see a beautiful weld in front of you, that's probably the best part.
0: Oh my
3: God, that's just little,
4: I don't even know what a beautiful the, weld that, looks like. That's my I best mean, part, that too. I mean, sound. Is it really <laughs> Mr. Savory?
0: That's, that's yeah. what it is. Kimar, what about you?
4: Um, For me, I feel like it goes a little bit deeper than welding. I know my family is proud of me, that I work hard every day, and I always want to give back to them. And if I have to do that through welding, then I'm going to. Wow. Talk
1: well, about plus you got when when it's one of those trades out there that when you you're working on a job whether you're working for a company or working on a particular job years later you know i worked on that i worked on that bridge i helped you know i did the iron work on that shopping center I you know mm-hmm. it's it's and be able to tell your kids and tell you you know your friends and stuff i mean that's got to be there's a lot of pride in that
2: yeah they, they they'll have that eventually I, I like to tell my family uh whenever we go to short pump mall I did the renovation over there. The bridges used to look a lot different back in the day, but I, every time I walk past, I know him and I tell him, "Hey, I did all these awnings right here." Oh, so wow! It is nice to, um, you know, be in the Richmond area and point out the different things that you, you you left your little mark on. So you
0: did. You left a huge mark on that. I am kind of curious, Mr. Savory, because it sounds like your your students can go in a lot of different career paths. Yeah. Uh, the majority would they end up in automotive here in Richmond or is there is or or sky's the limit there's no really particular one path that most of your grads take
2: so I think that uh, most of them will take the uh, structural steel route I, I think that making stairs and handrails and beams and columns that's kind of the meat and potatoes of welding especially around in this area or some of them might get into pipe fitting a little bit or pipe welding but I think Primarily, ninety percent of them will go into structural steel,
0: well, we want to make sure we we keep up with the mic no matter what they're doing. We'll have to get some of your alumni. We'll have to get Alex off a cruise ship, fly her back. <laughs> get her on the next uh, podcast edition twenty twenty five and see how uh, see what she's up to. Maybe we mm-hmm. can track Kimar down a little more locally. hopefully kamar, we can <laughs> we can keep our, our our eyes on you. i I think this is important though because we have a lot of people who are listening. And their interest is piqued about this. They might want to think about this uh, for their, uh, their young person, their child, really. And welding is just one of the program offerings available through our ACE centers, Advanced Career Education Centers. If you are listening and you want to learn more, We really encourage you to visit HenricoCTE.com. Mike, you've got a lot of great information up there, especially under the Apply for ACE. This is an important time of year, isn't it?
1: Right, because right now the application process is open for 8th and 10th graders wanting to sign up for the ACE Center um, and um, that they would begin their junior, senior year. Um, So um, go ahead. It ends late November so you want to get your applications in now if you're doing early bird registration as an eighth grader if you have even the remotest thought that this is something you might want to do go ahead and get signed up because yes you're locking yourself in but you're also have an out that's easy if you things change because you know if you sign up in the eighth grade and you don't start to the 11th grade there's a lot of things that could happen that you know, your ideas change and what it is you want to do. You can shift over to another ACE Center program. You're already in the system. So you just shift over if you decide to do something else. Try carpentry instead of welding. It doesn't really matter. Get yourself locked in now. And so that if this is where you want to go in this direction, you're already set. Because 10th grade means you, when you sign up in 10th grade, you're competing against all the students in nine high schools. So definitely sign up in the 8th grade if you can.
2: Do you guys know about uh, Summer Polytech? Oh, yes.
0: Give do. us give us a good word on summer polytech, S- Mr. Savory. So
2: summer polytech is really awesome if you're on the fence and you're in uh, a rising eighth, ninth or 10th grader. Um, at the end of the school year for about the entire month of July, those four weeks, we have a summer camp here from Monday through Thursday. And basically you come here in the morning and usually I team up with another uh, A-center teacher, Mr. Osby, over in, um, at Hermitage. And we get together. I usually work out of his shop because the summer camp is a little bit smaller. So it's almost like you get two for the price of one. You get to do a little bit of welding and a little bit of precision machining. Um, Basically, students come in the morning. We go over safety and everything else like we would a normal day here. But they actually get to learn to weld a little bit, get a little taste of what it's like. Um, a lot of fun, a lot of field trips we go into. I, I think we went on four field trips last year. We went to um, Jackson Blacksmithing Shop. It's a historic blacksmithing shop out in um, Goochland. I've got um, pictures of that. Yeah, saw pictures of, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was awesome. Um, They actually got to blacksmith a little bit there and bend the metal and bend oh, cool. the steel. Uh, we went to uh, Carter Cat. So we saw all the big machinery, mm-hmm. saw the wells on there, walked around the shop, got to see things that people never get to see. Um, We also went to Historic Treader Gear to to see some of the stuff from the Industrial Revolution and talk about uh, the types of welding happened back then. So it's a pretty cool program. Um, You get to meet me, you get to see our shops, and it's not just welding and precision machining. There's auto tech, there's auto body, there's uh, carpentry. There's a lot of other trades that are involved with summer polytech.
1: Yeah, it's almost every one of our 39 programs that they're available at our ACE centers. A lot of students, when we talk to them about what is they want to do, a lot of students, first thing they say before you even know what they want to do is they want to do something important. Would you all consider this field important and why?
4: It's definitely important because you can contribute to the world. Um, we wouldn't have bridges. We wouldn't have cars. We wouldn't have fridges. We wouldn't have this stool. We wouldn't have the table. It's a lot of things that welders can do, and it plays a major part in the community.
3: Uh, yeah, to build off of what he said, if we didn't have welders, we wouldn't have anything. I mean, I didn't even realize when I was little that this building, or any building really, is made by welds, by welders. And we wouldn't have any of it if it wasn't for welders.
1: Yeah, this is this fits right into what I tell people all the time when it comes to the trades and, and why we need to support them so much more than many places do now. Is because the trades built civilization. Okay, I firmly believe that, and it also maintains it. And when we're not concentrating on encouraging students to get into the different trades, welding included, definitely, I mean, it's it causes issues. You've got companies that can't find the employees to get the work done, and they and they say we've got work coming out of our ears, but we don't can't take on anymore because we don't have the people. And if they don't have the people, they can't get the jobs done. And then can't get the jobs done, then houses don't get built, and the buildings don't get built, and on and on and on and on. And so it's just. It's great that that, um, that students are finding these programs and finding out what's important to them and that they see that these career paths are important.
0: I just want to, to thank Alex and Kimar for being here today and taking some time out of their busy welding schedule along with Mr. Savory. We are wishing you the absolute best of luck. Listeners, um, you heard a lot of great information. You can stay connected with what's happening in our programs through our social channels. That means visiting us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok at the handle Henrico CTE. Of course, for more good information, dates, times, and specifics, visit HenricoCTE.com. We are delighted you were able to uh, join us on location here at the ACE Center at Virginia Randolph. Mike, as always, thanks for a great show. And for our entire team at Henrico CTE, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.